What's up? This is your girl, T. As a black woman in her 30s, I'm constantly trying to figure out life. But the one time of the week where it all seems to come together is on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that's right, when I talk with my girls at brunch over a glass of champagne. I created this podcast to bring good vibes and open dialogue about various topics from mental health, relationships, personal development, the workspace, to the bubbly that happened over the weekend. Sundays are a time for celebration, rest, and reflection. So welcome to Champagne Sunday. Grab a glass, pop a bottle, and get ready to pour it up. Champagne Sunday is pleased to provide you with social media content for your personal education and informational purposes. Reliance on any information provided by Champagne Sunday or by any person or professional appearing on this podcast is solely at your own risk. Hey, 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 welcome back to Champagne Sunday with your girl, T. So I'm glad that you all have found your way back to this podcast. And if you're new to Champagne Sundays, then welcome. I hope that you're enjoying your Sunday and making sure that you're reflecting, having some rest and relaxation, and being mindful about today being a Sunday, and not really worried about tomorrow and experiencing Monday blues, but definitely being mindful in what today can bring, and hopefully some insightfulness after listening to this podcast. I am drinking Blue Bel Air for the first time this Sunday. Never had it before. Um, Always had I think Bel Air that's in the white bottle. Not really sure what the name is, but I can say that this is okay. I don't think it'll be a favorite of mine to continue to drink on Sundays, but I am enjoying this champagne today. It is Champagne Sunday, and who can say no to a glass of champagne? So on the podcast today, I would like to talk about relationships and just my experience with how I'm starting to kind of perceive relationships and my journey. It's definitely been a long one. I am still single and I am very open to having a relationship soon. Hopefully soon. I can't say this. I don't know if it's going to be soon, but hopefully soon be married with kids. But who knows? Again, I'm open to the idea of it all. And so just thinking about kind of my journey and what some of the, I guess, revelations that I've come across just talking with my girls, again, like over brunch and talking to older adults who are married, as well as just listening to just people's experiences with marriage and relationships in general. So here we go. Cheers. Toast up. Pour it up. So, you know, we always have to start the show with a bubbly and a bubbly is just simply a positive affirmation. It's something that can help you think positively about yourself or your current situation. And so today's bubbly is something that I saw on an Instagram page. And it said, you still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. You still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. And I think that's a good quote to start off the conversation for today, because I definitely wanted to talk about what it feels like to be a Black woman in her 30s, because I'm in my early 30s. And really feeling like the clock is ticking. You know, I see it on TV. I see it on reality shows. I hear it from my friends, um, especially, again, those who are single or who don't have kids, about this idea that you need to go ahead and start thinking about 
your family? Are you going to have, are you going to have kids? Your mother is wanting grandkids. You're thinking about, am I going to be able to give my parents grandkids? Am I even going to be able to see my great grandkids? Um, <laughs> because at this rate, it's looking kind of uh, far-fetched. If you think about reality, and sometimes those dots can be very somber. It can be very discouraging and sad and negative. And so, um, but it's realistic when you think about the clock is ticking. And so when me and my friend was having a conversation about the fact that we both are passionate about children, we love working with kids, love everything there is about just early childhood and development and nurturing kids. And we can't see ourselves not being mothers ourselves because we work so long with other people's kids. Like, why wouldn't I have some of my own? And thinking about that, it's mind boggling to think that maybe our idea or like the plan that we had for having kids and a husband and, uh, you know, a house and all of this, you know, laid out plan or idea of how we would have children maybe have to be some type of alternative because we really want kids. We really want to be um, mothers. And so I also overheard someone talking that, you know, sometimes women at these later stages in life, when they don't have kids, they get kind of in this desperate funk of, I'm just going to procreate with anyone I can find. And even though the podcast was joking, saying, you know, older women try to find their husbands are like these pe men to procreate with like outside of Home Depot. It was just being very drastic and dramatic. And it was clearly stated as a joke and to be funny. But I do think there was some reality in that. So like, I can believe it because women are, have so much pressure on them, especially at this age, to have this ideal lifestyle of uh, being a wife and being a mother. And sometimes people really want it. And the other times people are feeding into the idea of having it because society is saying that they should have it. So when I think about, you know, my journey, and I, as again, I was talking to my friend, I definitely see myself having kids. So now it's becoming, all right, well, you know, there is a clock. It may, there may not be a clock or a timeline on love and marriage and relationships. Like you can be 45 and find the love of your life. But there is definitely a clock on having kids. And so a lot of times people will say, well, you can go about it different ways now and freeze your eggs or there's IVF. But all of those things are really expensive for one. And two, some of those things aren't guaranteed, right? Just as having a natural birth isn't always guaranteed. Going through those alternative ways also has its risks and possibilities that it's not going to be 100% successful, but they take more time and effort to actually achieve. And it also is a longer process. Those things are kind of scary to think about. Really want to have children go for it. Like why wait and put those things off? And it's something that you may really want. And if you know that it's time sensitive, but you feel like, you know, you have your stuff together and you, you know, want to do it, then you should go ahead and go for it. Now, a lot of times we will be like, no, 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 I still have time. And that's fine. If you still think that you have time and you're not worried about it, I don't think we should ever put our own or project timelines onto people. Like if you feel like similar to me that, okay, it, it's crunch time, the numbers are crunching for kids, then I shouldn't really be projecting that onto my other friends who may be feeling like I still have a lot of time. Um, I think it's cool to kind of be open-minded to where everyone is on their journey, right? And what everyone may or may not want. 
Um, and so even thinking about love and relationships in that journey, um, I think I still have a lot of time for that. But a lot of times people are like, nope, I want the kids. I want the man and everything by 35 or by, you know, by that midpoint. But it's also like, what happens after 35? You know, do you just kind of like crumble up and die or do you shrivel up? Or are you just like an old, you know, what happens at 35 that makes it seem, and especially when we're thinking about love. So kids, yes, we know there's a biological clock on women to have kids and that technically after 35, you become geriatric when it, and it's crazy to think like at 35, you're geriatric, but yes, you are when it comes to having children, you are. But when it comes to your life, when it comes to love, when it comes to adventure, when it comes to travel, when it comes to career, when it comes to other every other aspect of life, 35 is so young and still so young to do all the things that you want to be or all the things that you want to do. And I think, again, going back to that bubbly, it's kind of encouraging or positive to tell yourself that because that's possible. And even thinking, too, about kids. Again, we live in a time where there are other alternatives, even though it may not be 100 percent possible or accurate to go that route. And that, you know, the outcomes are going to be what you think. There is still the possibility that it could work for you. You know, it could work for anybody. And so there's still, I guess, more hope in 2022 that you can kind of push some of the timelines or some of the age um, restrictions, quote unquote, I guess for a, a, a lack of better word, that you can kind of push those boundaries and do things that a lot of women probably weren't doing 20 to 30 years ago, right? And so, um, because now you see that the age that women are having children, whether it's through surrogacy, uh, IVF, or you know whatever process, that they're older. And so a lot of times I think about my friend group and that we have all put our careers first. We're very career driven. So, you know, um, when we were younger and again, I have having a conversation with one of my friends about our mothers kind of instilled as black young women that you should go for your degree. You work for you and whatever goal that you want, you should go for it and pursue it. You know, don't really be worried about right now about, you know, having a husband or having a boyfriend or being in a relationship. No, Put yourself first, put your goals first, put your career first, put your studies first, do what you want to do. And then later, all of those things will come. And that's pretty much what I feel like some of me, I know that I was kind of taught that. And some of my friends also heard some of those messages were socialized to that message. And I think that's a great message, but sometimes it's a little flawed, right? Because at the same time, wondering it's okay to kind of focus on both one. And then two, sometimes I think that focus on your career and the marriage and, and boyfriend and all that other stuff will come is a little fairy tale-ish to me. And so that's why I titled this podcast, uh, No Fairy Tale, because a lot of times, even though we know that Disney fairy tales are not real, right? We know that there's you know no such thing as a Cinderella or a Rapunzel or a Snow White uh, or those princesses, you know, or Jasmine. You know, no prince is going to come and swoop you away. But sometimes we, even though we may not completely believe in those, sometimes our behaviors are aligned with some of those values, that, that fairy tale value. Because to me, if you're saying that, you know, focus on your career, focus on you and, you know, the husband will come and all of that will come with it, 
that sounds good, but it also really reflects kind of a fairy tale thing that there's no really work that you have to put in or no sacrifice or time restrictions that you have to give in order to find that person. But you have to find balance in it all. You have to find balance in your social life. And you also have to find balance with your romantic, uh, your romantic and social life. And then also your career or your social. Um, why do I keep wanting to say social life? Because I really like social life. Yes. Uh, but your social and romantic life, as well as your career, your studies or whatever, you have to find a balance between the two. You can't just focus all the one and expect the other to just magically unfold, right? And so to me, in the sense of kind of encouraging our young women to do that, it is kind of aligning with that fairy tale image of, you know, your prince will come, your husband will come. But there's work that goes into that, right? And I am slowly but surely learning there's work that goes into dating and relationships. Some of the work that I'm realizing that I have to actually make time for it, right? So my day can go really fast and be really busy. And I'm focused on work, working out, um, preparing my meals. And it's just me. I'm. It's only me that I'm worried about. And my day can go really fast just thinking about me, right? And so when you're thinking about dating, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm in the place where I'm like, okay, I want to date more. I was told by a mentor that when you start thinking about dating, you have to treat it like everything else. You have to treat it like a goal. Like it's something you want to get married. It's a goal. And you have to put in that work towards it. She phrased it as we put in work and everything else in our lives to get. So for me, you put in work for your uh, college degree, for your grad, you know, PhD, for your licensure, you put in work to for your job, you put in work even for your friendships, your regular friendships with your girls and the friendships that you've cultivated and made sure that you stayed close to your college friends. You put in work to make sure those friendships work, are successful today and that they're still thriving. You put in work for everything in your life. Everything involves some type of attention, some type of care some type of plan or some type of nurturing, right? So why wouldn't getting married or getting into a relationship not also require that same type of effort, right? And I was like, oh, boom, mind boggling. You're right. Like it does. And I was like, ah, that makes sense to me because I don't put in a lot of effort, you know? I sometimes go onto like Hinge or uh, Facebook dating and I, you know, I talk because I'm bored at the moment, right? So I'm bored, I'm, I'm talking, I'm swiping, and then I forget about it. And then I come back weeks later, I'm like, oh, I never responded. That's not, that's not putting in work. If you really want to make things work or find a relationship, you have to be consistent in those things. You have to be consistent. And I was finding myself like people would text me or say things and I'm not responding. But the thing is, like, if I was in a relationship, I'm very responsive. But how are you going to get there, T? Like, how are you going to get there if you're not putting the work on the front end, right? You have to put in that work. And so I wasn't doing that. And sometimes I'm still not doing it, like, honestly. And I catch myself and I'm like, okay, let's be attentive. Let's be intentional. We all hear that word about I'm intentionally dating. What does that look like, right? So I'm intentionally dating, meaning that I'm only dating people that I feel like if my goal is marriage, I'm only dating people who align with the values that I see in my husband or my significant other. If this person is talking about they don't want kids 
why am I entertaining this person? If this person is talking about they want to move to Kalamazoo and I know I want to stay my ass in Maryland, why am I putting myself in that position? You know, there are things that you have to kind of be aligning yourself with. Um, but at the same time, I think as, as you're putting in work and you're aligning yourself, you're also kind of being, I think you, I think women also should be very open-minded to how they go about putting in the work. So for instance, it's this, I guess you could say trend, right? You know, shoot your shot. And so a lot of times women and men will encourage women to shoot their shot, slide in the DM, sis. And I even seen a post yesterday where a woman was like, you know, I slid in his DMs and now, you know, they're married and they have a baby on the way and they look so beautiful. Black love is everything. Great. It really worked for her. And I think it's fine. I think it's okay when you take the lead as a woman and, you know, if you ask a man on a date, I guess I'm not doing shit, but (laughs) if you want to do it, cool. But I think at the same time, it's, um, I always, I always, I'm a little old school, not much, but I'm a little old school when I'm like, the guy has to like come to me and he has to be showing me some interest. Now I can show interest back. I can be receptive in the things that he throwing down. But I mean, like I'm, I, the, the shoot your shot, I think was cool in my twenties when I was like, just shooting my shot to get a date or to go out or have a good time. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what y'all think. And I'm asking like y'all can respond, but go ahead, talk out loud, talk to yourself, talk to the speaker, because I don't don't know. People might, you know, say something different, you know, but I personally are like, I'm not doing that. And I think uh, my uh, another friend has sent me a post where a girl was on vacation with her friends and she took this lovely, like gorgeous picture with this man on the beach in the ocean. And she was trying to track him down. Like, where is he at? Trying to track him down. And I didn't see the whole story, but I think apparently she tracked him down and he was married, right? So for me, I, I you know, my tease thought, tease opinion, this is just me thinking. I'm just like, hmm. Because she was like, oh, when we were on the beach, he was very flirty. It was very, you know, good energy. And I wanted to get his number. And I'm thinking, this is me just thinking, like if a guy is really, if a guy sees a woman and he's interested and he really wants to get to know her more, there isn't going to really be a lot of room, I think, for a woman to try to have to track him down. I, I just don't think it's, I don't, I don't think that that's realistic. I think if a, if a man sees a woman, he he's single or he's not. Because honestly, let's, some men be chasing women and they're married. But if a man sees a woman and that's something that he wants or wants to pursue, he is going to ask for a number. He is going to ask a friend for something. He's going to be like, how can I get in contact with her again? Like he's he's not going to leave enough room for you to be trying to track him down. He's just not. So to me, that was a, a hint. Like, girl, you should have just let it be in a moment. Take a nice picture on the beach where it looks sexy, post it and keep it moving. You ask some people to locate this man and now you realize he's married honestly yeah he probably shouldn't have been doing all of that on the beach and he's married i ain't even gonna like give him you know no pass on that but at the same time it's like you should i feel like you should know one time i was at an event at top golf and the guy came up to me i was just minding my business and he came up to me and he asked me you know questions like oh how did you hear about the event and blah 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 and you know i'm glad that 
you and your friends came out. You seem very cool. Oh, let me pay for your drink. How much is this? Yes, I got it. Very kind, very nice. And just, yep, 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 talking, talking. I like how, what you got on, blah, blah, blah. Not once did he ask for my number. Not once. And you know, one of my friends was like, you should probably go for it. And I'm like, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm not asking no guy. Because I don't even know, like, he had no ring on his hand, but I'm like, I don't know what situation he's in. But I know for a fact that I don't look crazy right now. I look pretty good. I'm at my kind of my one of my best moments right now. Look, my face is beat, face hard on 10. You know what I'm saying? I got my little outfit on. It looks nice. So I'm like, mm, if he was interested, he gonna, he gonna act, right? He gonna act. And he ain't act. So he went to me, he ain't interested. Because it's not like it's different when I think you're out and a, and a guy approaches you and you're offish and you're kind of got an attitude. Because there are some girls who got an attitude. They want to, they're trying to play hard to get math, don't want to talk to you. But if you're being approachable, you're being nice and engaging, and he's still like not asking, there's just some shit is wrong. Something is off. Either you're not really that attracted to me or you're just being nice and cool. You can be nice. I like nice people. Um, And so turn out, Cause you know, I'm kind of curious, like most women, I like, I'm a, a side, I got a side job as an FBI agent, you know, don't tell nobody. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Uh, so, you know, I go on Instagram, I go looking up his organization, you know, looking up some names, ended up finding his Instagram page and boom, sure enough, this guy is in a whole relationship with a, a girl. I think they might've been engaged. I think they just got engaged or something. And then she also has a baby on the way. So there you have it, right? Like, even though he was being very nice, I don't think he did anything that was inappropriate, to be honest. But I I had to say boom for dramatic effect. But um, it's like, boom, see, like, he ain't asked me for my number because he can't do nothing with me. Like, he's in a whole relationship. So him asking for my number is nothing. Like, it's not, it's not it. So anyways, all that is to say is that Yes, relationships and and trying to pursue being in a relationship, trying to pursue marriage is something that you have to do. It involves effort. It involves work. It involves putting yourself in places where you may find your significant other, whether that's the grocery store, whether that's going to the bank, whether that's me, you know, I was thinking about going to LA Fitness that they just opened up down the street, getting a gym membership, you know. The guys, the you know, they like to play basketball on Saturdays. I might go in there with a nice fit and see what it do. But I mean, like, you have to put yourself in situations where you're open or you're going to meet people. And I realized, like, I can't just stay home. Like, I can't stay home. I'm not going to meet these people, any guy, if I'm just, like, staying home in my own bubble, right? And I'm not going to meet any guy if I only go and hinge and Facebook dating when I'm bored and not when I'm actually intentional about making some connections right so it's about just being intentional but also when you're being intentional be smart ladies be smart about the intentions that you are making all right so recently i was sent a survey and the survey was saying how delusional are you as a woman who is seeking a spouse And so it had different categories where you can choose, you know, the age range that you wanted your spouse to be, the race or ethnicity that you want your spouse to be, 
um, how tall you wanted your spouse, also the income level, so the income range that you saw your spouse having. It asks about being obese or not obese. It asks all of these questions, right? And at the end, you can press submit and then it kind of like populates it, like glows a little bit. And then it tells you a percentage of how delusional you are and the likelihood that you're going to find the traits and qualities that you listed in the survey. And so I filled out the survey and my results was 0.02%. <laughs> I had a friend who had 11%, around 11%, another friend who had 4%. But a lot of us was nowhere in the ballpark of honestly being, you know, fine. Like it was basically saying that all of our asses was fucking delusional and you're going to be a cat lady pretty much. Like you're not going to find this guy. And so I played around with my, you know, I went back. I was like, let me see what I have to like sacrifice or, you know, bend my, you know, my um, preferences on. So, you know, I went back and I think I, you know, I, I widened the age range from like 24 to 40 something, 42 maybe. I said like the income was around 40,000 because, you know, I think a, a while ago I heard that, that I know the average income in America is around, somewhere around 30 to 40,000. So I was like, fuck it. All right. Around 40,000, you know, we'll do that. I think I changed the height to like five, seven. I, instead of just black, I put that um, any race, all races. And I put like, yeah, he could be obese. He could have a CPAP machine. You know, he could sleep with that at night. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I did that. And then I, you know, got my results back. I, you know, pressed submit. They loaded, loaded, got my results back. And it was, it went up to like 15. So I was like, all right. Okay. So you're saying that I am more likely to get married if I date a 24 year old, 250 pound, five, seven, perhaps he's short man who makes 40 K and he's probably going to be white. Like, okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that, that's my, probably the, the best bet I have at marriage. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Like they, again, it was all like fun and games. Um, but it did bring conversation back to mind that I had one time with my ex and we were having a heated debate about women black women in particular who make a lot of money and who have these very unrealistic standards about marriage and what they want in a relationship but they really claim that they want to be married yet they aren't willing to kind of be more realistic about what they want in a spouse or what they can at least probably obtain in a spouse i should say what they can obtain in a spouse and um i remember thinking to myself like you're trying to say that you know Women need to settle. Women, you're saying that women need to settle. And I was like, I don't want to hear anything about women needing to settle because women can have it all. Like we can, you know, we should have high standards. We should be able to want these things in a spouse. But now when I kind of think back to the conversation, I'm able to see a little more of his side because I think that what he was trying to get across, which I, you know, I, again, I still understand my side. I don't disagree what I was saying back then. I still stay true to what I was saying. But I see more of his side of where that because of because of the female to male ratio, we as women don't have a large pool to pull from, especially if we're going to narrow it down by race. If we're only going to say I'm only going to pull from people, but men who are black, that kind of narrows our pool of men that we can pull from for marriage. But then we add on top, he has to have a graduate degree or he has to have a PhD and then. He has to make like 70, 80K and 
he has to have this and he has and we just like start piling on things and even though the things that we're piling on because this is where i was saying like you should have standards even though the things that we're piling on are make sense like they aren't they they aren't too high i don't think they're like too high of a standard right i think they're within normal limits of what you may want in a spouse or what you should want especially if you're reflecting kind of what your achievements are right so if you are a person who you know has a, a graduate degree or phd or if you are a person who are making this income and you're seeking kind of a spouse who kind of reflects your achievements right it makes sense it's it's within normal limits or it, it's logical to want that within a spouse right the desire to have that is not wrong and i think that was where i was trying to get my point across like the desire for women to want more is not wrong you should want more from whoever or you know you're seeking as a partner but i think what my ex was saying all you know although it may be you know within normal limits although it may be logical it's not realistic i guess in a sense like it's not realistic given the numbers if it's if we're only thinking about a numbers game it's not realistic when we're thinking about numbers and about our our black men and where they are right now and not necessarily that saying that our black men aren't successful because our, our black men are doing really well like we have successful black men and there are definitely eligible successful black men who probably meet a lot of the categories especially in the dmv where i am like the for me i feel like it's more likely but if we think about the numbers and how it adds up like how many of those men compared to how many women <laughs> then that's when it's like oh sis you probably you know finding him is gonna be like finding a needle in a haystack like you could find like it's there but like girl you can probably find something just as better that you might honestly like but because you have this you know this idea of what you're you want your significant other be you might shutting down or kind of blocking out blessing in a sense and in that sense, i think about it in that way and i and i think that makes sense because the numbers aren't in our favor at all but black women are getting married. I mean, the, when you think about it, and I think it was a study by Avery Tolson from Howard University. He did a study about black women getting married because, you know, there's always these stereotypes of black, black women aren't getting married and they're single and they're upset and they're angry and all of that shit. But in reality, he saw that, no, black women are actually getting married at a high percentage, right? But it's also thinking about who are they marrying? When, what age are they getting married at, you know? Do they already have kids when they're married? You know, you know, all of these other factors that may play in that marriage or that marriage idea. And so that kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning as, you know, this fairy tale that we believe in that it should just go this perfect way. But sometimes we have to let go of that plan. I think a long time I heard on Mary being Mary Jane, it was like sometimes, and I added, I kind of spiced up the quote because I added God in it. You always got to add God into anything you do. And so um, it said you have to sometimes let go of the plan that you have to allow the plan that God has for you. So I added the God part in there, but to allow the plan that God has for you, because we always have these grand plans, these grand plans, these grand schemes. We'll be ready. So, you know, black women, especially they, we ready to plan. A lot of us have got the type A personalities. We ready to plan. But then, um, you know, when things don't go the way we thought they were going to go, we honestly become very devastated. A lot of times it becomes where you might start to see some depression, some sadness, some unhappiness of not of feeling like you've been denied, that you have like this thing that you wanted 
it's not going to happen. But a lot of times we have to, you know, be flexible in our thinking and open up our minds to see that sometimes we can get all the things that we want to make us happy, but it's probably just not going to look like what we had in mind. Like it's probably going to look totally different. And I can be in a test that every plan that I have when, when, it, when it comes to my life and the timeline that I want to do things on, it never fucking happens like I want to. Never. It never happens. I sometimes think that God has this thing where he's like, T, I'm going to make you do things. I'm going to make you work for it twice as hard because you're going to you're going to understand and have a testimony every time. And I'm like, I think I, I swear, I don't hope he doesn't do that with marriage. But I'm like, I feel like he does that with a lot of things where I have to do things where it seems like double time around. And it always works out perfectly when it happens. I'm like, oh, this was divine timing. But it's that first huddle hurdle when it doesn't work, where it's like, oh my God, like I, it's it's like you have to grasp with the, the failure part, right? And I also think sometimes with that being where, you know, you're thinking that, you know, my plan didn't work out like I thought it was supposed to, and it starts to lead to maybe some sadness or feelings of failure or disappointment. I think a lot of times we're, we're stuck in that space because we thought that that one thing or whatever we were aiming for. And in this case, if it's a relationship or if it's marriage, we felt like it was going to be a miracle fixer. I ask you all to think about, have you ever thought that once you achieved a goal or achieved something, that life or everything going to be, ta-da? You just thought it was going to be fixed. Like everything was going to be better. You were going to be happier. Life was going to just be free of problems. And everything was just going to be sunshine roses, daisies, and all that gooey, lovely stuff and that good feeling. Like if you ever think about when you are praying and you say, God, if I can only get this promotion, if I get this job, I'm not going to ask you for anything else. Like I just need to get this job or I just need to graduate. I just need to finish this program. Or if I can just get this house or if I can just get approved for this apartment, like if I can just get this one thing, I know life is going to be okay. Like I can do it. I'm going to be good. But honestly, life doesn't work like that. It's always going to be problems. Because even when you have your biggest achievements, sometimes your biggest achievements can come with some of your biggest downfalls and biggest problems. And in life, and I again saw a quote that it was saying that you're going to have to just learn how to be a problem solver. You're going to have to learn how to live life and solve problems. Like life is not going to be without problems. So yeah, you got this marriage now. Marriage is hard work. And I ain't even in it. But I done heard some people say some things. I done seen some things with my eyes. Heard some things with my ears. Marriage is hard work. It ain't easy. It ain't like you. It's like, I think it's lovely. I think that people get a lot from it. I think that is a great connection and bond that people have. But it's, it's it takes work, right? It's not going to just be this magical thing that happens. Uh, and the same thing, and I can believe it because relationships are fucking hard. Like just being in a fucking boyfriend girlfriend relationship is hard. So I can't imagine being in a, a marriage with someone, right? Like how also how hard that can be to kind of day to day to work out those things or issues or to be a team, to be a united front, to work through things together, to be problem solvers together and have a toolbox of things that you use to cope through stuff and to figure out how stuff works uh, and to still kind of be who you are. And so even when, again, I think about relationships and I think a friend was telling me 
that you know she was in a new relationship and if you're around a positive group of women whenever somebody enters into a relationship it's always it could be the, it's the cheering it's the cheering it's everybody is happy everybody is yay sound like little fifth grade kids everybody is really delighted right but the thing is when you're in a relationship you can feel even though everybody might be happy for you and, and excited for you and the things you're going through you could be confused as hell and i remember a friend was telling me like oh i haven't been in a relationship in so long i forgot what it was like i have i'm, I'm not I, this is new to me and I remember feeling similar things when I was first in a relationship, you know, tell the simple thing of informing someone of where you're going to be was very, very odd to me. But I understood why it needed to happen. But it was something I had to get used to of, OK, well, I'm going here or just keeping someone in the know of like what you're doing, what your plans are, you know, and not necessarily asking for permission, but just being respectful. of, Hey, this is where I'm doing. This is where I'm going. Was still new because I'm used to just doing, I'm doing me. I don't check in with nobody, you know? <laughs> so even simple things like that was hard. And then I think what I really needed in my relationship was grace. I love saying that word because grace is real. You know, God can give you grace, but sometimes you need to give yourself grace. And sometimes you need to ask people to give you grace. And when I say grace, I mean, basically the space for understanding to make mistakes because a lot of times people will, you know, be really vindictive and be petty or be mean and not be able to not fully understand sometimes your mistakes. They may think that they were malicious when really it was just like, I didn't know or I made a mistake. Now, if you're making, you made a mistake and you're really trying to learn from it and fix it. I feel like if someone's not really giving you the space to show that you're changing or show that, you know, you're trying to make up for the mistake, it's probably not a, a place or a relationship you need to be in because if someone's always going to hold you to that mistake that you made, it's not worth being in that space because that for me, it started to mess with my mental health. I started to feel negative about myself because that person was always looking at me like I was doing something wrong or always kind of holding something over my head and I, I couldn't take it. And for a minute, it was like, oh, well, I was really horrible. But you have to really think, no, things happen. I, you know, mistakes happen. Or two, you have to know how to draw boundaries on who you're going to be and what you're going to do and what you're willing to compromise. On. Relationships and all, even though as much as I really want it, like as much as I really want to be. Um, a mother, or I really want to be a wife, or I want that um, for myself. I know that it's not, it's not going to be a fix all. Like it's not going to magically make happiness appear. It's not going to magically make, if you're not happy as you are, you're not going to be happy with someone else. Like you have to be happy with who you are or what you are alone and by yourself before you can say, okay, yeah, me being married, is going to make me happy. It's going to make me I'm going to, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be, everything is going to be perfect. My heart works. So just knowing that I think is, keeps, keeps me grounded. So maybe it'll keep you grounded as well. The more you use this time of singleness and not thinking of it as loneliness, but just singleness that you're just with yourself and you're learning and growing with yourself and who you are and preparing yourself to be with someone eventually that you're working out all of those kinks and things 
that I think it's a little more acceptable and less depressing and less negative and less discouraging. Even if you do have society and other people coming at you about what you should be doing, what you what you should have right now, what it should all look like, you know? So I think, you know, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. That it's no fairy tale. There's no fairy tale. It's no fairy tale at all. I think a lot of us know that. But again, it's just making sure that your behaviors and that your expectations match that. That they that they are aligned with the fact that you know this is not a fairy tale. Because a lot of times we'll be like, this is no fairy tale. But your expectations and behaviors aren't aligning with that. It's still look you're still behaving and expecting things that are very fairy tale-ish. So with that being said, this is another episode of Champagne Sunday. I want to cheers and hope that you use the bubbly for today and pour it into yourself as the pour it up moment. Make sure that you give yourself grace and make sure that you know that it's never too late. Like there's still time to be whatever you want and putting forth the effort you can get it. So thanks again for checking out Champagne Sunday. For more information and just to keep up with the podcast, make sure you follow our page on Instagram at at Champagne Sunday Podcast. You can also find our guest survey if you are interested in being a guest on our Instagram page. You are listening to Champagne Sunday.